Good morning, everyone. It's really great to see everyone. And I'm just really happy to be sharing this morning with each of you. Can we take a moment uh, to bow our heads and pray together? God, we greet you this morning, and we welcome you here with us. We are grateful for who you are, for who you created each of us to be. We are grateful for our community and for what you are teaching us today and always. May our hearts be open to you. May your divine wisdom, light, and love guide us and be reflected in us today and always. Amen. So today's the third week of Advent, and we're going to be exploring the theme of peace together. But before we get into the theme of peace, I wanted to request something of each of you. I think a lot of you would agree with me that this is such a rich opportunity in our church history here at Mosaic and in the history of the greater church to reimagine some things. Faith and church going are radically changing. And for a lot of us, what we grew up with in the churches of our childhood no longer serve us. That's why church going and even religious affiliation has uniformly dropped across the country, according to a Gallup poll that was released just last year. Contrary to what others may believe, I don't think this trend is because faith itself is dying. Instead, I believe, along with a lot of other folks here, that faith is changing and it's evolving. It's also expanding. And the modern church, including us, has to evolve as well. So as Angel has mentioned before, we have this wonderful opportunity in front of us right now to get creative and reimagine what church looks like for us here at Mosaic. We get to redefine what faith and community building centered around Jesus looks like today. So this is my request. Please reach out to me or to Angel. Our contact information is projected right there. And let's schedule a coffee date. We'd love to hear your ideas about what you're looking for in a church community and your ideas about what elements of the service you would like to see done differently or reimagined. This is your opportunity to share with us what faith looks like for you, what speaks to you. I know that one thing I would like to see done differently on Sunday mornings is not always having a preached sermon. So perhaps we can dedicate some Sundays to learn from each other, or we can sit in silence and wait for God to show up like the Quakers do. Would you be willing to try some of that with me this morning? Yes. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> My husband gave me a yes. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to try some different things. Um, so instead of being the preacher today, I hope you'll see my role more as a facilitator. I love that Angel calls each person uh, on staff and the leaders of our church facilitators. I really love that language. That speaks to me, it resonates with me. So today, I actually want to learn from you. And my greater hope is that you're going to learn from each other. 
And I do want to offer some practices for cultivating peace this season that may or may not be helpful. But I don't want to be the one with all the answers up here, because I don't have all the answers. Um, I used to actually really appreciate that about Brad during staff meetings. He would say that a lot. I don't have all the answers. Don't look at me. I don't have all the answers. And he would say that to provide space for us to contribute ideas about what the special service would look like, where our church was moving. And that really resonated with me. OK, so here's what we're going to uh, try differently starting now. I'd like everyone to just stop, pause, and think about how you are doing right now. In this season of Advent, please reflect on how you are experiencing peace. Perhaps you're not experiencing peace at all. So let's just take a few minutes to reflect on these questions. They'll be projected for you, and they can also be found in your bulletin. Um, there's also a journaling space so that during our time of reflection, you can write down any thoughts that come to your mind. If you are artistically inclined and you like to think through color and illustrations, I provided some colored pencils for you. You can come on up and grab some. And we're going to take two minutes each to reflect quietly. So go ahead and take your bulletins out. All right, let's take two minutes together. All right, so in a moment, you're going to have an opportunity to share your reflections with someone and to listen to them mindfully. But before we do, let's talk about what it means to actually listen to somebody mindfully and deeply. Does anyone have suggestions on how we can listen to someone mindfully and deeply so that they really feel heard? How do you feel heard? When someone is listening to you, what do they do to show you that they're really listening to you? Emily? Look at you. They look at you, right? OK, so they're looking at you. And how are they looking at you, Emily? Undistractedly. Undistractedly. Looking at you undistractedly. Thank you. Any other ideas on how we can show someone that we are listening to them deeply? Yes, Chris? Not always having an immediate response. Not having an immediate response. That's a good one. Judy. Thank you. So there's no interrupting. That's a good one. Moon? Nodding. nodding. Yes, nodding. That helps. Any other ideas on how you can listen to someone deeply and mindfully? All right, so a lot. Oh, yes, I heard someone. Turn your phone off. Turn your phone off. Thank you. And what should you be doing with your bodies? Leaning in, I hear angel, angel say, leaning in. And your eyes, um, Emily said that we should be undistracted. I also think our eyes should be joyful, like you're really ready to hear what someone's saying. So um, we're going to project at this time um, how to listen mindfully. So what I'd love for everyone to practice is an acronym here. You're going to halt or stop whatever you're doing and offer your full attention. You can show this in your body by turning your body toward the speaker. Your body um, conveys a lot of messages in the way you uh, form it, right? 
So if you're, if you're showing that you're guarded, then the person's not going to really want to share. So open up your bodies and face the speaker. Enjoy. I like this one a lot. Enjoy your breath before the person shares, knowing that what they're going to share with you is vulnerable and courageous, and it's a gift. Um, look at them attentively with joyful eyes. Ask. Ask yourself if you really understand what they're sharing. So you can stop at a good time, don't interrupt, and say, could you clarify that? I don't think I really understood what you just shared. Um, and then the final thing to keep in mind is to reflect or to mirror back uh, what you heard from them. So one way you can say this is say, what I hear you saying is, and then you say the thing, you repeat it, and then you can even ask, did I get that right? Sound good? Can we all agree to this? All right, there are some things that we should definitely avoid. Um, that's our next slide. So what we should avoid when we're listening mindfully and deeply to someone, don't offer advice. This is not your time to be their therapist. They pay someone every week to do that. Please don't offer solutions. Um, don't interrupt them. Just let them share. And don't top the speaker with your own story of a similar experience. And this is how you know you're about to do that. That reminds me of, they don't want to know. So just listen. Um, another thing you want to avoid is like formulating what you want to share when they're done sharing. Because what that ends up doing is that you don't actually end up listening to the person. You just focus on what you're going to say next. And then if you find yourself doing any of these things, don't be hard on yourself. Be gentle and be easy. Just guide your mind right back to the art of listening to somebody and be gentle with yourself. All right, can we all agree to those guidelines? Awesome. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to partner up with somebody, and you can't partner up with somebody who's sitting next to you. So you might have to get up, and I really, really prefer that you partner with somebody that you don't know or you don't know very well. And the reason I ask that is I think it's really important that we don't just seek out the people who are comfortable to us. If we're a community, we have to get to know each other. And we do that by greeting those that we don't know. So in a moment, I'll ask you to find a partner, and you'll find someone again that you don't know that well. Introduce yourselves using your name, if it feels right for you, your preferred gender pronouns. And then each person will have three minutes to share on their reflections of peace. So the speaker's job is to speak vulnerably and courageously. And the listener's job is to listen mindfully and deeply. All right, can we all agree to that? Awesome. All right, go find your partners. So it looks like y'all got into partnerships. Thank you. I love the movement. I love that people are turning their bodies towards each other. Yes, thank you. So I'm going to actually set my timer. You'll hear the chime. And when I set my timer, um, I'll let you know. The first person will share. And listener, your job is to listen with joyful eyes, attentively, mindfully, and deeply. And then I'll let you know when three minutes is up. And then we'll switch roles. Thumbs up if you get it. Awesome. Thanks for playing along, guys. All right, here we go. You may begin. That was three minutes. I feel so bad cutting off your conversations. I can tell they were rich. Um, so now we're going to switch roles, and I'll set the three 
minutes timer for the other person who was listening to share. And sharer, this is your job to switch gears radically and deeply and mindfully listen to the other person. You may begin. At this time, if you'd like to reposition your seats, you can do so. Um, I'd encourage you to stay where you are. You just made friends with somebody new, so hang out with them for the rest of service. But if you need to turn your seats around, you can do so at this time. So I want to hear from some of you what that process was like. So we're going to do a little like metacognition work, right? Metaactivity work. What was that practice like? So I would love to hear from some folks. What was it like to share so courageously and vulnerably? Because you have to talk about peace, right? How you're experiencing it, if you're experiencing it, what robs you of peace, um, who is a person that embodies peace for you, where is a place that you can experience peace. That stuff is an easy cocktail party light conversation. So what was that like to share vulnerably? And then also, what was it like to really practice mindful listening? Could we have a few folks? You can stand up if you'd like to project your voice or just share from where you are seated. Moon, yes. Can you say that one more time? My own perspective. Your own perspective robs you of peace. Thank you for sharing that. Derek, I saw a hand. Did everybody hear that? So Derek said that opening up and speaking about it helps him actually reflect on it and gives him a checkpoint, right? Thanks so much, Derek. So it's, the listening skills is actually um, used in a lot of like relationship counseling and marriage counseling. Like, what I hear you saying is, did I get that right? I, I see a lot of nodding heads. <laughs> me too, me too. Um, yes, Whitney. Okay, Whitney. We're, we're making space for you. We love you, and we're so glad you're here today. Thanks, Bethany. Thank you for sharing, Whitney. Nothing, and God has got me here. 
Let me stand. Let me see another day. Let me have my place. Let me have food to eat when it's a living and suffering. Where someone crosses every other mind. And I'm just grateful that I made it here today to be with y'all. We're grateful that you are here. We're so grateful. Thank you, Whitney. Thank you for sharing. Can we just take a deep breath to just give Whitney some space for what she shared? <sighs> Would anybody else like to share what it was like to listen deeply and mindfully or to share vulnerably and courageously? Adam, thank you so much. Nice and loud because you're all the way in the back. Thank you for sharing, Adam. Um, also, raise your hand if you made a new friend today. Someone, everyone's like, I better raise my hand. That would die. That would be bad if I didn't. <laughs> Thank you so much. Does anybody else want to share um, specifically not on the actual process, but on the reflection questions? Now, this is going to require a lot more courage and vulnerability because it's not just with your listening partner. It is now with the whole congregation. So where are you experiencing peace, if you are? And do you have practices that help you cultivate peace? Um, and this question is for everyone, whether you are experiencing peace or not. Do you know of a person who embodies peace and that you can call upon the image of that person or be in the presence of that person? Or is there a place that helps you experience peace? So I see lots of hands. Marley.
Thank you, Marley. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else want to share before we move on? Great. Um, so thank you so much for trying that out with me. I know that was a little different. And I love opportunities for us to get to know each other um, and to be courageous and vulnerable. And I think you guys do a really amazing job of that. I received a lot of joy walking around taking photos of the moments. And um, I didn't really listen in because I didn't want to um, encroach on your confidentiality. But it was really beautiful to see. So I'd like to share with you all, courageously and vulnerably, about my experiences with peace this season. And to be honest, it's been mixed. It changes from moment to moment and on any given day. When I'm struggling to experience peace, it's often because I'm experiencing anxiety or anger. And underlying that anger, like if you do therapy, you know, anger is not a first emotion. There's something underlying it. For me, underlying anger is deep hurt and rejection. <sighs> that felt very vulnerable sharing that with you all. Um, those things rob me of peace. And when I don't have peace, I know it. So I've learned to observe in my body what happens. I don't sleep well at night. That's the first canary in the coal mine. I wake up more, um, and then I have flooding, intrusive thoughts. Often, those thoughts are very self-critical, um, self-judging, or judging of others. I also, my nervous system, is more on guard and activated, so things irritate me more. And then, in turn, I'm short with my kids and my partner, or with other people. I'm not as gentle with myself. Um, as I said before, I can be harsh and critical, and then the same thing happens to the people that I love. When I'm hard on myself, I find myself being hard on those that I love the most. And when I'm feeling, like that, when I'm feeling unbalanced, uncentered. I've been learning to, first of all, notice it in my body, what's happening, and then to stop myself, to stop whatever it is I'm doing on autopilot. And then I say to myself, you need to tend to yourself. And I have to rebalance myself, and I have to ground myself. And I've been learning that I actually have to return home to myself, where God's divine presence dwells, where Jesus's shalom, peace, dwells. So I've been learning these skills to care for myself in those moments. One of the practices that help me reground myself is I'll go for a long run. I've run into so many people in this room, <laughs> either in the woodlands or on the Google path. It's a joy. And I do it unplugged. So I don't put on headphones. I don't have my phone on me. I just go. I don't care if it's raining, if it's sleeting. Um, I don't go if it's warmer than 80 degrees. That's the only thing. <laughs> I go for a run. And what I've learned is that breathing in the fresh air does wonders to calm my nervous system. Being in nature, not having a distraction, not having a cell phone or a watch to time my run or how far I'm running, none of that. It's just I'm feeling my heart pound. I'm feeling my lungs work. And I feel really connected to God, and I call it my runs with God. 
So as soon as I get out there, I'm like, God, what do you have for me today? I'm in a miserable mood. I'm so grumpy. I'm so irritated. Or I have no ideas. I don't know what to do next. Give me some creativity. And God always shows up. He shows up. He gives me all these ideas. The creativity starts to flow. My favorite part on my runs, this hasn't been happening a lot this week, but when the sun shines, the sun is shining. It could be 25 degrees out there, but the sun is shining, and it's warm on my face. And as soon as I feel the warmth on my face, that's God. That's God's love. I've identified it as God's gentle touch on my cheek. And I've cried during my runs. I don't know if anyone has seen me do that. I'm just running, and the sun is beating down, and I am needing to feel his love. I am needing to feel her love, and I'm bathed in it. So that's one of my strategies. Go outside, move my body, be unplugged, be in nature. Another strategy that I've been learning um, is to return to my breath. Something so simple as returning to my breath has been really grounding. So what I'll do is I'll stop myself. So one place where I get really anxious is at school drop-off and pick-up. There's so many people in the yard, and there's like an anxious energy. I don't, kids want to be on time. Um, parents want to say bye to their kids. The energy and anxiety level is very high, and I pick up on it, and it's not peaceful. So when I'm dropping off James and Samuel, I'm noticing it, and I stop, and I say to myself, just return to your breath, Melissa. Just get back to your breathing. So I'll notice the quality of my in-breath and the quality of my out-breath, just like that. In, out, and instantly I'm like, none of this is happening around me. It's not facing me. So returning to my breath has been extremely helpful. What I've been learning is that peace just doesn't show up. It doesn't just, you can't buy it, you can't just, it doesn't just show up, you have to cultivate it. So these are the ways that I've been cultivating peace in my life. I would like to share with you additional mindfulness resources so that you can also cultivate peace when you're feeling unbalanced or uncentered. Um, and when I talk about mindfulness, some people might know this word. Some people also, it might be new for you. I'm talking about a practice that helps me enter the present moment to be fully alive in the here and now and to exist without judging myself or anything outside of me. I don't know if you realize this, but we actually tried mindfulness earlier. Do you guys know when we did it? We did it. We did it together. When we were listening to each other, we were practicing mindful listening. Um, and now we're going to try some mindful breathing. And we're going to move around for this. And I want everyone to listen to their bodies. So when I do mindful breathing, I can access it anywhere, in that schoolyard where it's busy. I can just take my breath standing. But oftentimes, I like to do it um, for a dedicated 20 minutes every day after my run. And I do it through meditation. And I'd love to try some of that with y'all. So listen to your bodies. Um, I'm seated when I meditate, but some folks may find that to be hard on their bodies, or you just might not want to sit, and that's okay. So you can remain seated at your seats. But for those who want to try out some seated meditation with me, um, what we're going to do is use this front space here in front of this, uh, this stage, 
and then clear out the first rows of each seated section. So if you're sitting there, I would love your help folding the chairs, placing it against a wall somewhere safely. If you would like to sit, this is your chance to use that cushion or blanket or yoga mat or whatever it is that you brought to help you feel supported to use that item. And then come and join us. The rest of you, uh, if you want to stay seated, I'd encourage you to actually get up and find another seat just to get your body moving. And then in a moment, I'll get us started. We're going to dim the lights, turn off the projection screen, and I'll guide us in some mindfulness practices. All right, could we all try that out now? Thank you. I have some extra cushions up here in the front. I brought my yoga mat. You're more than welcome to grab one. Okay, great. If you look behind me at the projection, you'll find some po uh, positions for meditation. If you're on the ground, you can try out a few, see which one feels good for your body. And here's the thing, if you wanna change it up, you can change it up. This is not like you pick one position and then you're married to it. You can change it up. Um, I prefer the half lotus position. It's what's comfortable. I've been meditating um, for decades. And I know it's going to look funny, but that's like uh, you place one foot on the inside of one thigh and the other one underneath it, not full lotus. Um, after I bore two children, I couldn't do full lotus anymore. It just hurts. A lot of Western practitioners prefer the kneeling position with cushion support. So go ahead and use the cushions that you brought so that you feel nice and comfortable in your body. If you're seated at your seat, I'm just gonna ask that you move your body forward like this. So I'll demonstrate that. You're gonna bring your sit bones to the top of your seat. You're gonna, um, don't cross your legs, you're gonna uncross them and lay your feet flatly on the ground. Great. Now, some of you might be wondering, what should my body look like? Well, it shouldn't be slumped. What you wanna do is imagine that there's a string at the top of your head and that it's pulling you upwards so that you're aligned. And you can slightly pull your chest forward so you're not slumping. We can dim the lights at this point. Thank you so much, Magda. With your hands, you can place them gently and softly on your lap, on your knees. I like to fold them gently like this in a half mudra and then place them over my lap. Great. And with your eyes, beginners find it helpful to close their eyes, but you can also open them um, and have a very soft gaze at a 45-degree angle. You shouldn't be rapidly moving them around. Just a soft gaze. Relax your body and your muscles. Your posture should feel comfortable and not strained. Still your body so that it feels stable and balanced. Okay, so now we're gonna focus on our breathing. Don't force your breath, just breathe naturally. Don't breathe noisily or heavily. Take a breath in through your nostrils and then out. Let's do that again, in through your nostrils 
and then out. Take notice of your in-breath as you take a breath in through your nostrils. What does that breath feel like in your nostrils? So let's just focus on the in-breath. Here we go. Now take notice of your out-breath. What does your breath feel like as it leaves your body? Let's try that out. So continue breathing naturally in through the nostrils and out your body. I'll guide us in some breaths during this time. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathing in. I'm aware. I'm breathing in. Breathing out. I'm aware. I'm breathing out. In. Out. Okay, continue to breathe and focus on the quality of your in and out breath. Let's do this for three complete breaths. Continue breathing mindfully while I share. If you find that a thought or a distraction enters your mind, that's okay. It's perfectly normal. Don't dwell on the thought or judge it. Just let it pass like a cloud floating by you. Again, if a thought or another distraction enters your mind, gently guide yourself back to your breathing. Breathing in, I'm aware I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I'm aware I'm breathing out. <coughs> Continue breathing mindfully as I share with you. Meditation is for everyone. Mindful breathing helps us reconnect to the very God that dwells in each of us. In fact, the Christian mystics, both ancient and modern, have a rich practice steeped in meditation. They call it contemplative prayer. And just as we are doing today, Christian mystics sit in deep stillness and silence to connect to the presence of God within. Breathe in and out. When we breathe mindfully, noting our in-breath and our out-breath, we are returning to the divine within our own selves. 
God breathed her divine breath into each of us. And we are perfectly created in God's image. This means that each of us carry God's divine breath, and we can return to it mindfully at any moment. We can also encounter Jesus's shalom peace. Breathe in. Breathe out. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and he stated in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Breathe in. Breathe out. In, out. Breathing in, I remember Jesus. Breathing out, I invite his shalom, peace. In, out. Jesus, peace. Some Christians prefer just to call on the name of Jesus during their contemplative practice. We're going to try that out now. So call on the name of Jesus, either silently or quietly to yourself on the out-breath. Breathing in. Jesus, breathing in, Jesus, breathing in, Jesus. Now we're going to try something that we do with the children upstairs. Gently place your hands on your heart. And you're going to say this time, come, Lord Jesus, come on the out-breath. You can do it quietly or silently, and we'll do it three times. Breathing in. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Breathing in. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Breathing in. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Now I'm going to give us three minutes of complete silence. I won't be guiding you during this time. And in those three minutes, you can choose to do any of these practices. If you don't know which one to choose, you can focus and just notice your in and out breath. Or you could just repeat the name of Jesus silently to yourself. You may begin.
You may slowly open your eyes if they were closed and you can gently come out of meditation. Lovingly massage any parts of your body that might have fallen asleep or needs a little caring for. And to end our time together, we're gonna dedicate the merit of this collective practice as a collective body of Christ to our pastor. I received permission from Angel to share this. Um, Angel is deeply mired in grief. Her beloved father passed away shortly, um, just before she was hired to lead our church. And not that long ago, her aunt Marva suddenly passed away. And her uncle suffered a stroke two days after her father's passing and remains hospitalized. This has been a tender um, and difficult season for our pastor and for her family. So what I'd like to do as a body of Christ who not only receives her pastoring, but I want us to pastor her because that's what we do here. We pastor each other and we pastor our pastor. We're going to dedicate the merit of our collective, collective practice uh, to Angel and hold space for her. And we're gonna do this through something called loving kindness meditation. So here's what I would like everyone to do. Place your hands on your heart and align your bodies again so it's not slumping. Please close your eyes. Call to mind an image of Pastor Angel looking her very best, looking healthy and happy, loved and at peace, and hold that image of Angel in your mind. Now take a deep breath in and out. Again, in and out. Please continue to breathe mindfully. Holding the image of angel in your mind's eye, repeat quietly after me. May you be happy. May you be well. May you be at peace. May you be loved. We'll do that again. May you be happy. May you be well. May you be at peace. And may you be loved. You can open your eyes. Would you all join me in repeating this loving kindness meditation for our pastor throughout the week? especially as Christmas approaches. Let's continue to hold her in God's love and light during this difficult time. So thanks everyone. Um, I am so grateful for each of you. This was so life-giving for me to share this, um, something that is so deeply meaningful for me as an act of love to this community that I love. And thanks for letting me try something different with y'all today.
and for trying it out. Um, if you're interested in exploring more about mindfulness practice, I've created a list, a resource list, which can be found in your bulletin. Um, so there's some different apps and different places that you can visit online to help you get started. If you're interested specifically inviting, in inviting Jesus into your mindfulness practice, Melissa Baird and Emily DePenning have graciously shared their favorite resources on contemplative prayer and centering prayer. Um, those resources can also be found in your bulletin. And they have also graciously offered to be people that you can go to to learn more about it. They're not experts, but they have things that have worked that they would love to share with you as an act of love. So thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Emily. My prayer for each of you is that whatever way you are cultivating peace this season, that you will touch the very essence of God that dwells within each of you. Remember that each of you has been created in God's divine image. And when God stepped back to look at her creation, she said, it is good. You are pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Remember that, especially if you're feeling unbalanced this season. Thank you, everyone.